Hello again, this is Martin Strasmore with Poetry for Now, episode 32, Travelling Memories. I love Billy Collins' travel poems because he evokes delightful feelings and then he hits you with a shocking surprise. Here are a few lines to illustrate from his poem Istanbul about his visit to a Turkish bathhouse. But it was not until he sudsed me behind my ears and between my toes that I felt myself filling with gratitude. Later, he says, I gave general thanks that I was lying face down in a warm puddle of soap and not a warm puddle of blood in some corner of this incomprehensible city. Thanks, Billy, for inspiring me. So here come my poems. Iceland. It's a cold, windy day reminding me of Iceland. Walking from hut to hut, following the rushing river uphill to its glacial source, alongside countless waterfalls and rainbows. Through emerald green plateaus, across the black and white field of volcanic sand and dirty ice, across the glacier to the volcano's cone, Sulfurous steam exploding under my boots as I reach for the hot, multicoloured rocks, shades of orange, red, yellow and purple, warming my fingers through my gloves. After five days and nights coming down to the unpronounceable town, slipping into the geothermal waters, the community pool and hot tubs, cooking people like lobsters. Then trapped in Reykjavik, by Sandy. It's a perfect time. A wild music festival enlivens. Heavy metal on stage, poets on street corners, folk music from balconies. If only they wouldn't eat those beautiful puffins. I would love these Icelanders. Bhutan, flying into Paro, almost touching the steep mountains, the holy Himalayas of Bhutan, releasing snow to bless the world, flowing through praying water wheels. Every day the snowy peaks change, sunrise silver to sunset golden glows as gross national happiness grows. They celebrate the king's birthday, Stick dancing, gracefully hopping, at just the right moment, avoiding bruised or broken ankles as the sticks click and crack together. Sleeping at 10,000 feet in our cosy little tents, woken by a silent knock and the cup of hot chai. 
on top of the world in pure, clean air, better than a luxury hotel, where this pristine world is protected by Buddha's mantras, preserves cultural traditions, men in knee socks and tartan kilts, and painted wooden penises on the corners of every home. You won't find those in Scotland. Remembering younger years. Towns were lively and exciting for us. The colourful, noisy streets of Bombay, the amazing architecture of Gaudi and food in Barcelona, the passionate fada singing tapas and Douro Valley wines in Lisbon, the early morning smells of fresh croissants and soft ripe brie in the markets of Paris, the rolling hills and inviting ploughman pub lunches in Bath. Then there is the adventure and quietness of our expeditions away from towns and cities. Our first honeymoon to Gangotri and the source of the Ganges. Hanging on over the swinging rope bridge, treading gingerly along the loose rock trail. Hoping not to slide down to the river hundreds of feet below. We were young and stronger then happy to huddle together in a pilgrim's hut. Now we can explore uninhabited sub-Antarctic islands, cruising in a French ship with National Geographic, driving through the waves of the Roaring Forties, while being served exquisite French pastries and Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc. Getting older brings wisdom and comfort. Nepal, 1978. I walk alone down colourful, crowded, narrow streets, dodging bikes, animals and people as I walk to Buddha Stupa, past shops with hanging marigold garlands, butchers with hanging red goat meat and goat heads staring at me, past gloriously carved doors opening to inner courtyards. There it is, the golden and white stupa, painted eyes looking out over us, multicoloured strings of flags fluttering, flowing down to the four corners, walls holding prayer wheels spinning as devotees amble along, reaching out, Om Mani Padme Hum. Wandering into a tanka workshop, artists taking months to meticulously paint scenes from the Buddha's life. Strolling into the trekking office, getting my permit and a hand-drawn map, the trails from Pokhara to Annapurna. Six hours on the creaky bus, I'm ready to trek, not knowing where I will sleep or eat. Each evening, I find a family in a small hut in a mountain hamlet, welcoming me with open hearts, sharing food and a space to sleep. Connecting to the earth and these delightful people, 
communicating without words. I feel so grateful I could have this beautiful, simple experience of Nepal. Before the crowds of tourists came to invade them. Some short explanations. In Nepal, tourism was just starting in 1978 with a few thousand visitors a year. Recently, over one million visitors a year have been coming into Nepal, many to climb Annapurna and Everest. In Bhutan, in the 15th century, Lama Kunli, an eccentric maverick Tibetan saint brought Buddhism to Bhutan. He was known for his philandering ways and the phallus became a symbol to ward off evil spirits and to invoke the fertility gods. Thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to Poetry for Now.